So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts here at Foxglove. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Sean, uh, excuse me. John, you want to go? I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the inspiration. You do the band name. Okay. <clears throat> so um, I think y'all already... Did I tell y'all how I met Sean? I think so. Or, I, so. I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah. So a friend, a mutual friend of ours brought him to a bonfire and then basically we started playing music together when we were like 15 and 16 and we started in the garage and then he invited Tanner over like three months after that and we formed a little three-piece Blink-182 cover band pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much that and then it just kept growing and changing out other members here and there but eventually it came to be what it is now and we started playing a good bit of shows, you know. So we've all enjoyed music for a really long time and we're just friends. So yeah. <laughs> How did you guys go from making Blink-182 covers to the music you guys make now? Like such a switch. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we, I think part of it too is we've c- constantly exchanged members for a while until we got to like our solid core group. And it took us a long time to kind of be, to, to get out of the, f- the phase that a lot of younger people do uh, get in when they start bands and um, stop trying to like imitate something else or something that you really like and then start being more genuine about what you want to write. So <clears throat> I think we all just got more comfortable as the years have gone by and now we're just sort of at our comfortable list. So we just do whatever we want at this point. Yeah. And the band name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, a, I think a member that we had a while ago that I think is no longer, yeah, yeah, is obviously is no longer in the band, came up with it because we wanted to change it because we kind of felt that the music had grown, so we had to get a name that reflected that growth. And <clears throat> I think Fox Love, what, what the whole point of naming it that is, um, it goes along with the message and just because foxglove is a plant that can either be medicinal or um, poisonous depending on how it's used. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, that nice little message of hurt or heal your choice kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. So that's really, that's really cool. I, I didn't know it until uh, the name was like proposed to me, to be honest, yeah. but oh. we were all in favor of it. All right. Sick. All right. So, congrats on your newest release, The Summer Sun. How do Thank you feel in so response to the EP so far? Uh, uh, it's yeah. No, you, you go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, you first. No, you first. No, you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been a pretty good response. Like, um, we've gotten a lot of messages just telling us how much people relate to the songs and how much they're enjoying listening to it, and that they've been going cover to cover all day. So it, it's really cool to hear that your music is, you know, getting through to people and they're enjoying it. So, yeah. All right. uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record and like how it's changed since your first release? Oh, man. <laughs> um, Astronomically. <laughs> so we used to do this thing where we would write songs the day of a show and then like force <laughs> ourselves to play the songs at the show. Huh? Yeah, we, we, we were. It was like fun really, to be honest. It was really yeah, fun because nobody, we, none of us really knew what was going on, and we would just be like, "All right, we wrote this in practice an hour before the show, and we're going to play it." So, 
that's how we used to do things and that's how songs kind of evolved really fast for us but we had a lot more time to do this one i guess Mm -hmm. so um i mean we only had four songs whereas we've written you know like maybe 50 before this so we really slowed slowed down it it took um like a year to write just like these few and we really sat down and figured it out with like on paper you know what was going to happen and then i yelled at tanner to bring his clarinet playing into the mix so (laughs) (laughs) okay all right that's an interesting one i haven't heard that one before so where was your headspace while uh creating the ep i think Um, it was different for all of us i mean yeah don feel free to agree or disagree but i'm yeah. The thing with this group is we're all from like super different musical backgrounds. Like Sean's punkish. I'm a. I've always been like a metalhead. Our bassist Kurt is just into noise core and jazz, and then our other guitarist is into like pop punk and um, like alternative and stuff. So I guess we're all doing a lot of different things too. So the headspace was all just us wanting to put something together that we could each feel ownership of while still being able to represent our different like personalities in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. that the same Typically thing? they'll, um, for uh, lyrics wise, they'll give me just like an idea that they've been working on. And in it's kind of infancy stages, I'll just like, cause I just have like, I think I have like 700, 800 notes on my phone that's just been piling up for like years and years and years. So I'll just scroll through that and see like what, you know, the mood is and what it makes me feel or what it makes me think about. And then I'll select like a set of lyrics that I think does just whatever they write. Oh, all right. Um, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this new record? <laughs> um, I feel like there's a little bit more turnover than movements. Absolutely. Um, and a couple of them, but there's also like, you know, a little bit of like Midwestern emo in there that that's just what I like sometimes. But honestly, the main influence for a lot of the chords and stuff were like jazz music <laughs> and like blues and stuff. Cause me, me and Kurt always have been into that a little bit. So I got really into a like a gigantic Phoebe Bridger um, binge, like right before this. Yep. So I, I um, that was like my biggest inspiration for when this this was getting written and when I wanted it to come out. And I think I asked. You um, did. Yeah, I, I asked. I asked the um, audio engineer if he. I was like, "What did what did they do for um? What did they do for for uh, Scott Street specifically? I wanted the whole album to sound like that." <laughs> Just Scott Street and like a funeral. Okay. All right. Solid. Solid. So, what would you guys do differently on your next release that you didn't that you didn't get the chance to do on this one? I would save up more and include more songs on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just develop out those other ideas that didn't get the the chance to be recorded. I think that's okay. what I would do differently. So, like a longer EP or a full length album. A full length. <laughs> yeah, I would right, definitely push right. out another full length next time yeah. we do this. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd um, be cool. So is there a certain feeling you want the listeners to have while listening through this record? For sure. Um, my big... I, th- I think 
I'm big on concept albums, and I, I wanted. Um, I think the 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 feel of the last one was um, like anxieties about death and um, about things ending, and I wanted the big feel of this album to be uh, idealism and romanticism, and whether whether or not it can be dangerous, kind of like the whole Fox Club thing that we just talked about, whether or not it can be dangerous or beneficial. Um, I wanted people to get a sense of how when you're in a certain headspace you can you can carry you can carry yourself entirely based off of how you envision things to be and that can either be really 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 um like i said before sorry dangerous and it can really bring you down or it can you know, to overuse a term that gets overused all the time, it can give give you the ability to start manifesting things and manifest more positive goals. Mm -hmm. All right. So how did you guys choose the uh, opener and closer for the EP? Did you guys write it to be that way or did you just kind of shuffle it and be like, oh, hey, that looks good? That's more John's thing. John's yeah. more of a, okay. yeah. Me and Tanner sat down in a Moe's <laughs> when we were on our break at school and um, okay. we just kind of played around with like how each one sounded and um we thought that the more aggressive songs would go better um at the beginning and the start i don't know why I, there was no like specific reason i did that but i realized today actually because i listened to it and it ends on the same note that it starts oh which I didn't realize I didn't, that until like a few hours ago, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's so cool!" I didn't even know. Yeah. And that wasn't intentional. Okay, no. <laughs> wow, bro. Um, <laughs> so back when live shows were a thing, you guys played a show with Grayscale in January. Can you tell me like how that happened? What that experience was like? Oh man, <laughs> uh, it was really nice. We that was one of the shows that you we we had to do uh, pre-sale tickets for. So it was kind of, we, we all just kind of busted our asses trying to like, <clears throat> trying to sell as many tickets as possible and trying to push the event as much as possible. I think we, we sold, what was the final number, John? We did like somewhere in the 40s, but it was really cool for the, you know, just see our friends and our family, you know, and our people. Yeah, in the it was, it was like, overwhelming support. Deserved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it was fun, but um, honestly, Grayscale and Hot Mulligan were really cool, especially Hot Mulligan. Hot um, Mulligan like took an interest in us, which I did not yeah. expect. That's no. so they, cool. The sing the singer, what's his name? Uh, Tades. It's Tade, I, I right? Remember. It's it's like Tate, but it's with a D instead, right? I forget. Mm -hmm. I but forget. um, he was really cool to us, and he gave us some pointers and told us told us to relax because we're pretty yeah. <laughs> anxiety bundled as a group. <laughs> Okay. That's that's very true. So uh, I should be hearing a Foxglove and Hot Mulligan tour soon, right? Uh, <laughs> we, we wish. Please, that would be incredible. Please. That'd be sick, dude. <laughs> All right. 2022. Oh, God. We're <laughs> listening to this Hot Mulligan. Come it's on, already Hot set Mulligan. in motion. Exactly. Yeah. It's already out there, so now, now you have to do it. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of it's been said. Exactly. I, miss the cra I miss the crab aesthetic, though. Yeah, Need that, that mm -hmm. back. Bring it back. <laughs> it's a good request. Yeah. All right. Honestly, at, at this point, I'd just be grateful to play a show next year at some point, and mm -hmm. that would that would feel really good. Yeah. I miss shows so much. Yeah. The, the the last thing we did was a um, 
we did like a live stream virtual festival that they usually do in Colombia, but it was live streamed this year and it's for um suicide prevention and awareness and uh, um that was yeah. really special to play because some of our you know favorite bands from in the region got to play it and it, it felt really special to just be at the our local venue like even though there was no people there just it, it felt really good to be on stage and doing that Dick Tight yeah. Fest is what it's called yep. the festival. Yeah, that's cool. And it, they they got a good bit of donations for the the foundation, so it was really cool. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, so cool. So, where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Ooh. Interesting. Um, hopefully. Well, first off, hopefully together. <laughs> That'd yeah. be good. Um, <laughs> me, Sean, and Tanner will be together always. I, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of always been the core because people come and go, they move out of town, they go to different school, they, you, you know, life happens, but somehow we've always managed to just continue making music. And I hope that's, you know, what we stay friends and that we still get yeah. to make albums and stuff together. That's my goal for it. Okay. Since 2015 going strong. <laughs> going strong that's so wholesome. Um, yeah. So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and we're going to go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I know you answered all these questions last time, John, but we're going to ask them again. I can't remember what I said, so I'm probably in a different <laughs> space right now. It gives me some time to think, so take your time. Uh, dude, I think... Man, what's something I've been enjoying right now? Um, smoked sausage smoked sausage you had smoked pork sausage didn't what was it you used to eat before every show it was like pork I, sausage a pickled sausage i a used pickled, to eat a pickled sausage pickled. before every show i don't know why it, it gave me heartburn and <laughs> it always, it always <laughs> us at least 50, 50 bucks after a show it was, yeah, it was like oh. a good luck i eat a, a pickled sausage yeah, wow. if, if i didn't have heartburn before i went out on stage it wouldn't be a good night right exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i guess i'd probably have to say like a really good like it's it's a weird thing but it, it's um, like korean and like like taco night fusion kind of thing and it's like you mm -hmm. layer it's like a burrito lasagna but it has kimchi in it okay oh okay yeah. all right that sounds interesting was, yeah and any drink yeah, with that respectable yeah. um a cold glass of water Oh. Water, not, not sparkling. Yes. Yeah, not this is your last meal. No, just right. Okay, a PBR <laughs> hard coffee. <laughs> okay, that's more like it. That is. That's more like it. What about you, Tanner? What would you eat? Um, like a really high-end meatloaf. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Oh, actually, wait, 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 wait. Am I allowed to change? I hold on. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can change. <laughs> there's a there's a place in West Columbia where me and John are from. It's a Chinese food place, and it's a buffet, and they're called China Walk oh. Two, and it's the best restaurant I've ever been to in my life. And I would just so want, I would want like ten, maybe fifteen minutes to just go throughout the buffet and pick up everything I can, and that would yeah. be my. Okay. okay. And then yeah. a nice, refreshing orange Fanta. Okay. Ooh, all right. Wow, yeah. solid. That's solid. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? John, you gotta uh, go. 
I know John say something anime. I know, I know John. He says it. Dude. Stay and I'll see if I'm right. Uh, I would live in the My Hero Academia world and I'd have oh, my own quirk. No. So, That's not wait, what I thought you were going to say. Wait, what would your quirk be? Like, what would you want your quirk to be? I would just want to fly. I've always wanted to fly. Mm. But, like, not in a weird, like, way where I had to have, like, wings or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, just I could do it with my mind. Okay, yeah, just, yeah. Just, like, levitate yeah. off the would... ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wings would kind of get in the way. <laughs> It'd be kind of weird, like, because I like to sleep on my back, and if there's wings on my back, then I think that oh. would be uncomfortable. Yeah, it'd yeah. be very uncomfortable. Or just, <laughs> like, going that. through doors or whatever, like, imagine. Yeah. I'd have to get, like, a special blueprint for a house or something. That would be really tedious. So. Exactly. That's a whole other thing that you have to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Tanner, what would your world be? Uh, um, mine's going to sound like a place that no one would want to live but i'm gonna say it anyway i would love to live in the tokyo ghoul universe Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) well are you a ghoul or a human i'm a ghoul of course like i eat people okay but (laughs) okay Okay. (laughs) my my best friend just laughed in the background (laughs) um yeah no well you can't be a human why would you want to be a human that they have it kind of the worst yeah yeah Yeah, that's what i would be rather eat people than be the people that get eaten yeah. Exactly. You would be both? No, I just said you'd rather be the person that eats people. Wait, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has said the most important question. What is your favorite color? Mm. I'm, I'm going to stick with blue. I still like blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Green. All right. Green and blue. Anything? A nice, like, foresty green. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Taste. So, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I mean, just the EP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stream Go stream it. Stream it. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been Fox Club, yeah. and we're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>